When it comes to commercial snow removal, look to Tovar Snow Professionals. With the largest snow and ice management fleet in the Midwest, Tovar delivers top-notch commercial sidewalk and parking lot clearing services, even in winter's worst weather conditions. With their 24-hour live office staff, certified meteorologists, and personal service, they are leaders in professional snow removal. To get a free estimate for snow removal on your site, go to baseball.tovarsnow.com or call 844-GO-TOVAR. That number again is 844-GO-TOVAR. Tovar Snow Professionals, Chicago's snowplowing leader. Tovar is an equal opportunity employer. We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in for giving back to those in need. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Club 400, the podcast and audio extension of the Club 400 Cubs experience run by the man, the myth, the legend, the icon of Lake in the Hills, Stuart McVicker, who, of course, created Club 400. If you've been listening to the podcast, you already are well familiar with what Club 400 is. But as is always the case, we always get new listeners And I'm sure, Stu, this week is no different. So for the new listeners out there, Club 400 is a charity run by Stu, Cubs fans helping Cubs fans. Stuart, exactly how did it come together? Uh, Club 400 basically was a lifelong dream of mine. I was born and raised in McHenry, Illinois, and I used to have a really small man cave in my garage. It used to be the talk of McHenry back in the day. We used to have a lot of people out there. But um, my dream was always to have the ultimate Chicago Cubs man cave. So I basically, uh, I met my wife at Wrigley Field. I proposed her on a rooftop overlooking Wrigley Field. And uh, we had a Cubs-themed wedding. Uh, and from there on out, we started looking at houses. So, uh, you know, we, when we went looking at houses, Kurt, we basically, uh, the first thing I would do is when I, walked into a model i would go right down in the basement and i would check it out and see if i could build the ultimate cubs cubs man cave and why did i want to build the ultimate cubs man cave well kurt i'll tell you one thing <laughs> one thing i learned throughout my entire life is that wrigley field is and was my happy place and whenever i walked through the turnstiles at wrigley field and especially up those stairs and saw the beautiful wrigley field that was three and four hours of my time, and that was where I enjoyed cold beer, whoever I was with, my friendship with my buddies, and just baseball for three to four hours. I left life's troubles, problems, and issues outside. So I was like, man, I wish I could go to Wrigley Field every single day. So the thought process behind Club 400 was basically to build the best place to watch Cubs baseball besides Wrigley Field. I love it. But, of course, it manifested itself into something much bigger for those of you that don't know, Stu hosts every year several events, small and large, with great Cubs players from the past, from the present, and it's all for a good cause to raise money for charitable causes. It is Cubs fans helping Cubs fans. Stu, I got to tell you, in today's podcast, we're going to ask you the questions that I get from my friends all the time about you, your endeavors with Club 400. The same questions come up over and over, and I think the folks listening at home 
want some answers. So I'm really excited. I know some of these answers, but some of them I don't. I'm interested in how it worked out. What happens day to day at Club 400? And moreover, on the day of an event, a big event, what goes through the mind of Stu McVicker as he's running down the event? So we're going to get into all that. A couple of notes. I do want to let people know, of course, you can always find out the latest information at the homepage, club400cubs.com. You'll get all the information about past events, present events, everything, social media channels. And of course, on Instagram at club400cubs, club400cubs. You want to know about the newest events, which I assume we'll get to at some point, right, Stu? It's got to happen, right? We're going to go bigger and better in 2021 once this vaccine hits, man. Trust me. We're uh, going to hold you hold you to that. Yeah. we got a list of guys here we want to talk about that we need you to get at Club 400. You know, we had a couple of things brewing. Don't say names. Obviously, Don't keep it down. Yeah, I won't say right? names, but we had a couple of things brewing. And, <laughs> you know, obviously uh, we had to change our plans this year. But, uh, you know. You, just like a lot of people did, a lot of charities out there are suffering this year because, you know, they couldn't you know, hold their events. And uh, we're like one of those, too. But, you know, we've done the best we possibly could through the pandemic. But we actually raised quite a bit of money through the pandemic. We raised right around forty five thousand uh, dollars from April until now, uh, September. So it's been, you know, uh we've made the most out of what of what we were given and you know we've helped out some good friends of mine and it's so it hasn't been for naught you know yeah i mean i'm i'm sure it's it's pretty rewarding despite these uh trying times that you're still doing good out there and all of us i mean honestly you you, you we look up to you dude you're amazing i don't know how you pull it off it's ridiculous I mean, it's just an amazing what, event. I, I, I feel uh, like completely, uh, honestly blessed because I think Kurt, some of the good things in life evolve and they're not planned. So as I was saying, I wanted to build the best, you know, man cave uh, to watch Cub games, and, and that was about it. That was my whole thought process. You know, hey, I want to, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I love my friends, I love my family, and I wanted to give them the very, the very best. And so think about this, Kurt. For four years, I'm telling my friends and family about this unbelievable project I got going on. Yeah, you were that for guy. Four, you were that guy. Yeah, for, like, yeah, oh, sure you used to. Sure. Uh-huh. Sounds I good. I was that guy, and, like, <laughs> and I would not show anybody the basement. No one saw the basement until it was finished. And to be honest with you, we were hanging pictures like an hour before the first person walked in. But, you know, when you're when you're doing a project like this, you know, you know, we're dealing with residential contractors and so forth. So, you know, part of that reason was time and money, but most of it was I wanted to do it right the first time. I didn't want to come back after this project that I sunk my heart and soul into, like every corner, every crevice was thought about. And I, I kid you not about that, uh, I, but I wanted to do it right. And uh, so it took a long time, but it got to the point where even I was tired of talking about it and yeah. like pe thinking people that people were thinking I was crazy. So I put a deadline on it. And I thought, you know what? How about my 40th birthday party? I want to have my 40th birthday party in here. So we moved in this house 2008. I started in 2009. It was my brother, Eric, as you know, told me many a times, you're never going to finish it. You're never going to finish it. Well, you know, he was that guy that kind of pushed me to finish it. Uh, but, don't uh, don't give him that credit. Don't do it. I, oh, I know. I know. Come on. Yeah, he, he's he's going to take credit now that you antagonized him yeah. into doing it. I know. Listen. I know. I know. So <laughs> 2013 in August, about a week before my birthday, I invite 
all my friends and family over here. And we had a little preview where I invited my really close friends over here. And those two nights, the preview night and then the actual 40th birthday party, I had a few different people come up to me and tell me like, hey, like, uh, man, I, you got something here. This is pretty special. Like, you came through. You walked the talk. You talked the talk. You walked the walk. And, and, I was, and they're like, you need to do something with this place. And you know what? I, I heard that more than a few times, but I didn't really know what to think of it. And uh, to get to, to one of your questions uh, is how we evolved into a charity. Right. Like how long did it did it go from, hey, I'm just going to build this thing for my, me and my buddies to, hey, we, we can do some some real good in the community here. Yeah. You know, like I said, I never even thought about it. Like, you know, I never thought about like it becoming a place where I basically open up to the public and invite thousands of people at my house each year. Not knowing who they were, that was kind of that was not a, that was not ever a plan. You know? <laughs> it wasn't and, at the top of your list of things to do. No, and you know, surrounded honestly, by all your memorabilia and like this beautiful, you're like, yes, I don't know any of these people. It should be good. You know, one of the things was like uh, my buddy uh, Sean Sean Garrity, who did all the the lighting and stuff like that. Um, I, you know, he worked for a company called Control Four, which actually runs the basement here. It's like a it's like audio video system. Well, uh, they, they donated some equipment because they they, got, they saw some preview pictures of it, and she, I think like I think they sent it to a website called Mashable, and that's they're still around, pretty big website, and they ran a story on me before, before and it was like with these really sh crappy pictures, it really kind of made me mad because like <laughs> I didn't have professional pictures of it yet, but then like we started getting a little, you know, momentum with the Mashable piece, and. Uh, but that was about it, you know, just went viral a little bit on Mashable. Well, it was, uh, so we finished, I guess the party was in August. I'm a big Cubs convention guy. I'm one of those guys that goes to convention. And as you know, uh, back in the day, they used to have, when Ricketts bought the Cubs, they had meet the Ricketts in the morning on the Cubs, Cubs convention in the morning. And I would be the guy, I, I, I took like tw those pictures, like the 15, 20 pictures, and I put them on Ricketts' desk in, in, in the uh where he was gonna do his talk, and I sat there and I watched the Rick, the Ricketts and Tom and Laura up there, and at the end he took those pictures and he stuck them in his pocket, and it was like hooking like the big bass, you know. I'm like, oh, he took the pictures. He's gonna see what I did here, you <laughs> he know. Took the pictures. So on Sunday of the Cubs convention, I happened to see him in the hallway, and he waved me over, and he said, Hey, Stu, I, I heard about what you've done, but I only saw a few pictures. I did not realize the extent of what you did with your basement. And he's like, I really come out. I would really like to come out there and see it. And I was like, I was kind of like shocked. I'm like, what? The owner of the Chicago Cubs wants to come and see my project? I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right, you know? right, but right. You, but you, you got to remember, Kurt, this is 2013. Uh, you know, this is like, you know, when the Cubs were in a rebuild, you know, uh, I mean, go back to that 2013, 14 lineup and you'll see exactly what I'm saying. I mean, do I have uh, to go back to that lineup? No, you don't want to go make me that. go back to that lineup. Is that no. Darwin Barney years? Come on. Oh, I mean, it was, I mean, who was that? Who was that first baseman, Kurt? That was like, he had that one really good year. He, he actually made the all-star. I got I nothing. I got nothing except Barney. That's all I can remember. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, we like to forget about that stuff, but please. Anyways. So, you know, I had that back card in my pocket. So, uh, in May of 2014, one of my good friends came over, Nick Sheridan, who suffered from bacterial meningitis when he was about 20 years old. 
he's a, a miracle. I mean, he he should have he should not be here today, but luckily someone made the right decision at the hospital and gave him some medication uh, that saved his life. Well, he ended up losing two legs and an arm. He lost his nose and. He went through hell, man. You talk about a guy who's been through hell. Uh, Nick is w- went through hell, um, but he came out on the other side as a champion. So he came over, and we are watching the Blackhawks game in May 2014, and he was telling me he races those sprint cars, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is how, this is the story of how Club 400, the charity park, got started. Okay. And uh, he was telling me how he was racing around a track, uh, in a sprint car, and his arm fell off, which caused him to crash his car into the wall, and it caused him basically to not be able to race the rest of, of the summer. Now, races had just got started at the Wilmot Speedway out there, so he was pretty devastated. Like, you know, what he was planning on doing all summer long was taken away from him because his arm fell off, and he crashed and he crashed his car up. Oh. So I said, you know what, Nick? You know what? Maybe Club for a hundred will sponsor. You. How much is it going to cost? I said to get to get a new. Because I said, what what was damaged the most? He's like, well, like my wing, it's like six hundred bucks. I'm like, I said, let me sleep on it. I think like, maybe we can get your new wing, you know, and put Club Four Hundred on there, and we'll sponsor you. Well, we had some more beers. The Blackhawks were actually eliminated from the playoffs that night. Woke up the next morning, and I said to myself, Nick doesn't need a new wing for his car. Cause I noticed he had really bad tra- uh, prosthetics. I said, he needs new prosthetics. Like we need to raise some money. And Oh, wait a minute. We got Tom Ricketts that wants to come over here. So I think it was like that day. I even re- I emailed Tom. And I said, Hey Tom, I don't know if you're still interested in coming on here, but if you are, I would like to raise some money for my, for my guy, Nick Sheridan and get him a couple legs on arm. Well, Tom agreed. And in August that year, it was another August. We did two Augusts in a row. Tom came out. And we raised thirty-three thousand oh. dollars. And what I realized is we had an awesome party. It was a great time, but yet we are able to raise that kind of buddy, kind of money for Nick. And I said, "Boom! I think I know what Club Four Hundred is going to all be about." I said, "That was it." I think we'll I think we'll use Club Four Hundred as a charity. And then my good friend Wes from Cubs friends Cubs fans from Oklahoma, he asked me one day. He said. This is after a few charity events. What are you doing out there, Stu? What's going on at Club 400? I'm like, I, I, we're just raising cup, you know, money for Cup fans. He goes, so it's like Cup fans helping Cup fans? And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I like that, Wes. Can I have that? <laughs> and he said, you can have that. So, uh, you know, we termed the phrase Cup fans helping Cup fans. And as of September 2020, we are very close to raising a half million dollars, actually money donated to Cub fans. That's crazy. Uh, just on a win, just on a conversation in, at a Blackhawks game. Just just that night. It, it yeah. all comes from that. It all came from a night of a few tequilas, I'll tell you. <laughs> a few? I've hung out with you. A few? A few Maybe Stu? some Jaeger too, buddy. I have to stay away. I'm like, I I love Stu. I need I can't go. I know what's gonna happen. Uh, it is the one thing I would say, you know, for those that haven't been there. In, in all genuine honesty, you haven't been to an event like this with a Cubs player before. There's nothing like it. I've been to a ton of events uh, with Cubs players, sports stars, movie stars, different things. It is such a unique atmosphere. And, and seeing them relax, hang out with the fans, raise money for, for a good cause, surrounded by this memorabilia, it really is, I, I hear to say the word party, but it's 
it's pretty awesome. It's not what you're thinking. It's a lot of fun. And, and yeah, I mean, your, your, your basement does blow people away. I mean, there's no question about it. It wasn't what I thought. I was like, you guys were on me to go and I'm like, I'm sure it's great. And then you get there. You're like, Holy, what, what is going on here? It's just like professionally done everywhere you look. You know what we, 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 you know, we have evolved over the years with how we've thrown our parties mm-hmm. and um, you know, we, we, we're using the outside area a whole lot more. Um, obviously the basement is about 2,700 square foot. Um, so the, the basement is obviously the highlight of these parties, but the, the backyard is, is where we put the, the, the wedding tents, the stages where we have our Q and A's is where we have our music, where we have our bars, where we have our food vendors come in. So hold on, hold on. And- let me, let me interject for, for just a minute. I want to make sure people hear that correctly that have never come before. You're at a house in the suburbs of Illinois, Chicagoland suburb, Northwest suburb. You got tents, bands, bars, food, cub players. I mean, this is a very unique, intimate experience. There's no question about it. Plus, of course, you got you running around, you know, hosting the whole thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a festival. We also like we also try to bring in cub fans that, um, you know, there's a lot of awesome cup fans obviously uh who make awesome arts and crafts that make their original stuff so you know we also bring those guys in here too to sell their stuff and they give us you know like 20 25 of all their sales so we get people in the the arts arts community to come out and I, i've met so many uh guys who do woodwork uh paintings uh all kinds of stuff uh, jewelry, we've had them all out there, but uh, I, I like to do you know, unique things that no one's ever done before. And you know, all these players when they when they come out here, uh, especially at the beginning, they had no clue what they were walking into. And a lot of the time, these players, you know, they're they're they, they're only used to like going to uh, you know maybe con- you know comic book stores or going to the Rosemont Convention Center, which is just st- you know concrete walls. That's but right. they come over they come over here and they walk into this place. And, and they know, and I, and I let the, their agents know, like, we are not making any money off you guys, okay? This And I, the players really appreciate that because, you know, the autograph and the memorabilia community, you know, it could be kind of shady, trust me. <laughs> uh, you think? So I always tell the agents, like, hey, we're not making any money. We're giving all the money to charity, you know? Right, right. And so, yeah, we basically um, we take away, uh, we pay off all our expenses and whatever whatever we have left goes to the charity that's something i i, I can be on you know i have my own hvac business uh me and my brother own it and uh, it's a good business it's a solid business uh but you know it's work this uh club 400 you know is is my passion i was gonna it's say my this is your passion life, this is know? what this is yeah. what you're known for and and you're proud of that i mean this is what you oh, wanted to do yeah, and you knocked exactly. it out of the park all right exactly well let's have uh, let's have some fun with this all right Let's talk I'm about ready, All right. So first off, here are some of the guests, just some of the players. I'm not going to name them all. Some of the players you've had at your home in the suburbs of Chicago. Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, Kyle Schwarber, Wilson Contreras, Ben Zobris, uh, Pedro Strope, Andre Dawson, Ryan Sandberg, Kerry Wood, The Sarge, Bobby Dernier. Shout out to those guys. Fabulous fantasy uh, uh, camp coaches. Jerome Walton, Dwight Smith, obviously Tom Ricketts you've had, uh, Fergie Jenkins, Randy Hunley, Joe Pepitone, Carlos Zambrano, Mark Grace. You had Jim McMahon. 
Jim McMahon, can we stop get him by. back, please? Stop by. We need him back. You want to see this place. We need to get him back, but uh, we'll get into Jimmy that. Man, Jimmy McMahon's awesome. He actually signed the wall. Uh, nice cave, wrong team. I have, <laughs> one of the things, Kurt, is I have all – whenever a player comes here, I, I pretty much have them sign the wall to prove that they were here, which sure. is something that I did since day one, um, which was pretty smart because, you know, I, lo- I love the way this place looks, but I figured, you know what? So if I get extra Cub player down here, they're going to sign the wall and prove that they were here. Now we're up to like, you know, we've had some famous fans. And, you know, we've also had Cubs celebrities here. We've oh, had yeah. media celebrities here. Um, so weird, yeah, weird. You never asked Cooperstown Kurt to sign it. Very weird. Very, bi- very big in the MLB the Show community. Cooperstown Kurt, you haven't had him sign the wall. It's weird. I know. I know. It feels but, like but an insult. I, it feels like an insult. I, I got it. We want, by the way, I do want to talk to you about MLB The Show one day on a podcast. Okay, one day on a podcast. There's a huge community out there for MLB The Show. Yeah, no, I'm well aware. Uh, so wait, now hold on. There's a question for you right off the bat. You talked about other, you know, Jim, Jimmy McMahon was at your, your house. Have you ever thought about having players from other teams at your house, you know, Chicago teams, or is that like, yeah, we can't do that? I no, don't know. I'm just curious. 100%. 100%. Okay. Uh, I, I, I would like one White Sox guy over oh, here. Oh, like whoa. To- you've just lost everyone. Why would you do that? We had a whole prep. You're killing just, me. Oh, no. Who's the White I, Sox guy? I, I don't know if you're going to like this, Kurt, but I, I, I've i always liked Ozzy Gian. I don't know. I like Ozzy. <laughs> oh, man. Not Frank Thomas. <laughs> I mean, if you could go with him, go like, with the Hall of Famer. Because like he tells it like it is, but uh, – I mean, we. I'll tell you what. I do want. I'll, no, no. You can't all, get off this White Sox thing yet. You're gonna have a would, white. You can't have a White Sox player at your house. Well, Ozzie, he's, he's kind of like Chicago guy, man. He's a World I, Series. I champion. get it. I understand, but I think I think that's the one area you can't go into. You can't do a White Sox guy. Although here now here begs a question. Let me ask you. Yeah. Personal question: Is Steve Stone more known as a Cubs guy or a White Sox guy? Yeah, well, I'm asking you, Stu. What do you think? Well, as much this hurts me to say this, Cooperstone Kurt, but I think the Sox are headed in the right direction. They are. That's and correct. They got a great team. They do. If and when the White Sox win the World Series, mm-hmm. uh, I would have to say Steve Stone automatically becomes a Sox guy. I disagree. Right now, I disagree. I, th- I think he's right in the middle right now. No, here's I the bottom. I, can I tell you why I disagree? Here's the bottom. Okay. Line. He was Harry's cohort. He was Harry's sidekick. You can't, I don't care who he talks with ever again. It's, it's, it's Harry's sidekick. So forever, even if we get angry at him as Cubs fans, he's a Cubs guy. I would love to see Steve Stone at the Club 400. Get him with Chip Carey? The oh, twin spin? Come on. I, who doesn't want to see that? I mean, I think he's one of the brightest minds ever, Steve Stone. I okay. mean, like, I enjoy watching him. Nowadays, I don't sure. watch much socks, but if I do, Steve Stone's a big reason for it. Okay, and uh, I love to have Steve Stone out here, and I would like to have Chip Carey out here too. You know, two people that I'll always regret not having over here, which I almost had Ernie Banks over here. Mm-hmm. In fact, Ernie Banks called me on the phone two or three different times, and the f- funny thing was, was I had just opened the Club 400. I had one of my good friends over, and I got three call, two calls in a row. And they were unknown callers. And I just stuck it in the voicemail because I was giving my friend a tour of this place. And then, you know, he went home. I went upstairs. 
And I said, oh, I better check those calls. I got two two messages. It was Ernie Banks calling me, telling oh. me he wanted to come over to see Club 400. He heard all about it. And I was devastated because I didn't have his phone number, you know? Right, right, right. And right. Like, he, didn't, he didn't leave his phone number or anything like that. Oh, so no. I was, like, devastated. I'm like, and I called my friend. I said, why did you have to come over here, man? Like, <laughs> Ernie Banks called me twice. I would have took the call if you weren't here. You know, I was giving him crap. Sure. And then, uh, believe it or not, I woke up the next morning and he had called. He called me again and uh, had a conversation with good old Ernie. It wasn't the first time I had talked to him. Yeah. But uh, you know, and that was sl- right before he got you know sick, ter- made a turn for the worse. And I would love to have Ron Santo over here. I had many of people that known Ron Santo that told me how much he would have loved to be here. And I think. Uh, I think he's. I think those guys are down here every once in a while at late at night because there's some weird stuff that goes down in Club 400. That uh, I think we got some spirits down here, but they're good spirits. And I'm not talking about the ones on the shelf, Kurt. All right, right. I'm not talking about the yeah. Belvedere. You've stuff, got plenty right? of those. Yeah. Oh, I like that little shout there. I like that. that yeah, is, a little Belvedere. Yeah. It's good stuff. What, <laughs> what about Bears? But you want more Bears players? Would you do that? More Blackhawks? Well, I'll tell you Bulls? what. What are I'm, we working I'm a, with? I'm, a, I'm a, also a season ticket holder for the uh, uh, Chicago Bears. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I've, because I'm in the community of uh, having athletes out, I've met a lot of guys at a lot of agents and stuff like that. And uh, I've had opportunities to bring uh, guys out. But, I, you know, I was kind of concentrating on, especially Country. after 2016, is to get as many 2016 World Series champions over here as I possibly could. You know? Right. So, like, since 2016, uh, really, I mean, you know, when it comes down to Club 400, so I built this, you know, we opened it up in 2014 and like, and then the Cubs won the world series in 2016 and then we're cub crazy for like three. It was just, you know, perfect timing to do something like this, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, you get a little bit of lucky with things and I believe that the timing, like, I don't think Tom Ricketts, you know, uh, would have came out here if the Cubs were really good. Like the Cubs were, you know, back then he was trying to build goodwill with the fans. He was a sure. new owner. And Kurt, one of the smartest moves I've ever I ever made at Club 400, to be quite honest with you, is when he came out for Nick Sheridan. We had no clue what we were doing that night. We just basically threw a party, and he was here. Right. But you know, we did do a little thing outside, and um, I I told him that I I believe that it was his family was going to be the one that took the Cubs to the World Series, and I had asked him, uh, you know, directly with uh, you know, I finally have the Mikeys listen to me. I said, hey. Um, you know, I, I believe that your family is going to uh, take the Cubs to the World Series. And I, if, if you do, could you bring the World, you know, can you come back after we won the World Series? And he stood up in front of everybody. He said, I'll do it. And I'll, I'm bringing the trophy. So he made good on his word. And in 2017, <laughs> he brought the World Series trophy here. And we raised $35,000 that night for a young boy in Marengo who, who just recently had a heart transplant. So right. it was pretty awesome, man. It, it certainly is. Now, you said the first time you're just throwing basically a party. You didn't know what you're doing. So what about now? Like, how do you, how do you handle all the different organizational aspects, the tickets, the food, the entertainment? Like, when do you start working it out? Do you have people that help you? Like, how does this happen? I'll tell you. I what, know Eric's we, not doing anything, right? <laughs> we got about, a, <laughs> we got about 20 volunteers that help us with the events when the day goes on, you know, okay. um, or, or that weekend of the event. Okay. Um, as far as the, the prep work, you know, I usually book the, the guest and then I, my secretary for my business helps me out quite a bit. My mom has been there 
every step of the way with me. Uh, but, you know, we tried to do the event like, you know, we sell tickets online and the, the tickets have ranged from we've gone anywhere from $50 to $250. But, you know, I've always kept this in mind, Kurt, and which I'm really proud of is um, I want our event to be a win win for everybody, not just for the beneficiary, but for the people coming to the event. Let's say you're paying two hundred and fifty dollars. That's that was. Let's say that's our highest event okay. ticket that we. That's had. hobby bias, right? That's hobby bias. Right. Hobby bias, and we did charge, I believe, two fifty for Ben Zobers. But for hobby bias, you got an autographed hobby bias World Series baseball. You got entertainment, live music. You got a Q and A. You get your picture with the player. I mean, it's a total package. It is. And then you know, at our events, to uh, to, to raise even more money. We'll sell event shirts, event hats. We'll do live auctions. We'll do silent auctions. Uh, and then uh, that, that's how we kind of, you know, make extra money. And that's how we, that's really where a lot of the money for the uh, the, the charity goes. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I want to make it a win-win for everybody. Like, I want to make, like, we, you know, we've, for Zobris, you got to, a game model used baseball bat that was signed, you know, mm-hmm. for 250 bucks. And you got your picture with the world series MVP and you got like, yeah, like I said, it's a great I mean, party. It's a, it's a great party. It's, Everybody it's... wins, you know? And then we, you know, we change things. Cause you know what, if you're not evolving and not changing things about saying, okay, well, man, you know what? Couples might be coming. They don't want two balls or two bats. So we've, we've changed things up and we've sold different types of tickets with different packages, you know? And you know what? You know, when we first started out, we were just trying to get the players out here. But uh, Club 400 is, I want to keep it community-based. I want to help out the McHenry County community. I want to help out my neighborhood if possible. And that's where I want the, the money to go to. I want to keep the money local. Sure. And and I want to, and if it's, if it's not local, I definitely want it to go to uh, Cubs-related charities, which we've done a lot of work for. The players' charities, uh, Kyle Schwarber's Neighborhood Heroes, right? Uh, Anthony Rizzo's charity, which is unbelievable. Carrie Wood, one mm-hmm. of my favorite charities, uh, charities of all time. The mentorship they have, program they have with bringing these kids from like uh, basically to elementary school. Their goal is for these kids to graduate and go to college, and they mentor them the whole entire way through, and they work in uh, uh, the tough communities in Chicago. And uh, but yeah, just to help those guys out, and we still to this day, even though we might have not have Kyle Schwarber or Kerry Wood out, we're still uh, helping them out with their charity events. So we 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 all work together. We 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 don't stop, you know. So, uh, but um, but sure. But when it first started, how are you? I mean, let's be frank. How are you convincing players to come to your basement? How's you know it what? going down? Like, do you got to go through other people? Do you go directly to the player? And how do you be like, yeah, listen, uh, it's just a basement. Like, like, what do you, how do you do it? Well, That's what people you know, want to know. I'm going to tell you this. Got a little lucky. Okay. So we have time, we have Tom Ricketts out. Okay. That's right. We know about <clears> that. Our, our first guy out. Mm-hmm. He kind of opened the door for us. Sure. So he, he came out. I believe our second guy we got to come out was Fergie Jenkins and Fergie. The best, uh, I got a, I got a good Fergie story. Best. You want a good Fergie story? Of course. You know I love me some Ferg. All right. So I don't think I think you heard the story. I don't know, but so Fergie comes out 
we pick him up at the airport, which, which is a treat in itself. I'm like, you know, we're having him at my house, right? But I get to go pick him up at the airport and drive back with him. And then we go to lunch. And then we drive him back to the airport. And we pick him up. And then we bring him here. And we just have a, I mean, he was probably like the best second guest to have. Because Fergie is all heart. He's so genuine. And he's such a nice guy. And he came up. He told some awesome stories. And we just had one hell of a time with Fergie. So, um, Eric made, might, might've had one too many cocktails that night. So, <laughs> uh, left and I picked up Fergie the next day and I had Nick with me, Sheridan and a couple other buddies. And I, I told Fergie the night before, Hey, we're going to take you to breakfast and then I'll swing you back to the airport. So we pick him up. He goes, where's Eric at? And I was like, Oh man, he's got the liquid flu Fergie. So we go out for breakfast and we're eating pancakes. Waitress comes up. We're ready to check out of there. And he said, Hey, give me a, a tall sack of pancakes to go. And I'm like, Oh, Fergie must be ha- hungry. And I'm like, Fergie, <laughs> you, you, you know, we'll eat those here. He's like, No, no, no. We're going to bring those to Eric. So <laughs> we drive from the restaurant to my brother's house. And he's like, I'm coming in, coming in. So I, we pop his garage, enter through the garage. Eric's on the couch in his whitey tighties, right? Laying back. No one wants to see that. No one. I, know, wants that, to see I should that. not have said that. Fergie walks up. I wake Eric up. I'm like, hey, wake up. Eric looks up. He's got Fergie Jenkins with the styrofoam container of pancakes. Giving Eric pancakes, man. I'm like, holy cow, is this crazy or what? You know? (laughs) I'll never forget. Like, I told Eric, I told Eric, man, not too many Hall of Famers deliver you pancakes when you're hungover, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's happened to him ever again, is my guess. Do you get no? Do you get starstruck? I mean, these are your heroes. I'll tell you what. I'll answer that question. So, so I got Fergie, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, where am I going to go now? Where am I going to go now? Where am I going to do next? And I'm like putting pressure on myself. You got to come through. So, okay. <laughs> I got a little. I got a little history with Carrie Wood. All right. Got right. a little history with Carrie. We, uh, which we're going to do an awesome podcast for. I have waited to do this podcast, but me and my brother back in the day in 1998, we were responsible for the We Got Wood t-shirts. There it is. So we're the ones who came up with the We Got Wood thing. And we're so throughout that whole, that's a whole nother story, but we got to know Carrie a little bit. So I was like, man, wouldn't that be cool to, to finish off the story and get Carrie out here? And so I reached out to the Carrie Wood foundation and I thought for sure we were going to get them. And, and, um, they, I, pitched it to them and they said let, let me get back to you so they called me back and they said Stu sorry we're gonna take a pass and I'm like oh my gosh I was devastated because I thought for sure I could get Carrie Wood coming up here you know yeah so I reached out to my guy Tom Ricketts who denies it to this day but I don't believe him I said hey Tom I knew because the Cubs doing a, a big charity event every single year right when the season starts it's like their big gala so I said Tom I, I emailed him. I said, I know you're going to see Carrie tomorrow night. If you see him and you get any conversation with him, let him know that I'm not cr- some crazy guy, that, like, I'm legit. And so I, so I, that's what I did. And then uh, the next day, it was, like, maybe two days later, I'm in my car. I get a call from the Carrie Wood Foundation. Hey, Stu, we changed our mind. We, des- we, des- we decided to come out and do the event. And I was like, holy cow. <laughs> and, I mean, that. I'm, that opened the door to everything. So we get Carrie out, we get Fergie, you know, out. But, and, right, but the ball then, is but, rolling at this point. Yeah, the ball's rolling, you know. And then our next player, because 
everybody knows everybody was Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. That really, that really opened the door for us because that proves that now we get Anthony Rizzo. We can get anybody. The captain. Yeah, exactly. Someone, I uh, hope, uh, signs a long-term deal with the Cubs and retires has a Cub. That's how that's I think how we, it should, it should down, be right? that way. And I think that will happen. I really do, actually. I think that one's yeah, going to be yeah, okay. I think that one, you got to work You got to work that one out somehow, some way. You know, yeah. He signed a very team-friendly deal. Uh, and uh, Cubs of, uh, you know, and what he does for the city of Chicago uh, is unbelievable. But as far as getting starstruck, you know what? I don't. I don't get starstruck at all. And I never have. But you know what? That might be because uh, my mom, like I said, back in the day, my mom used to take me to the Cubs hotels. And as an eight, nine-year-old boy, I was meeting these players, you know. And I've always had good experiences with them for the most part. So, no, I never really got starstruck with them. Okay. And, you know, and I, I don't know why. I think it's just because I've been around, I was around the players my whole entire life. I used to go to all the signings and stuff like that. And I'm a big thing that people are people, you know, people are people no matter of what. Course. We just we just have different jobs. You know? All right. Now, wait Some, a minute. Who who are your favorite players as a kid? I want to know who your favorite player was as a kid, as an adult. And now in 2020, who, I mean, who, give I'm, me I'm going to go back to my first favorite. Well, I, I, you know, I came up on the 84 team. So, of course, it's the best. Uh, yeah. 84. They got screwed. So, they I got mean, screwed. I, I was, they would have totally. won the World they Series. Been, they should have oh. been the World Series champions. Should have been three games at Wrigley. Oh. And we and we talk about this all the time that um that the uh you know that team changed Chicago Cubs history and with th- that with Harry Carey being a part of it you know yeah it changed the history of the Chicago Cubs okay so I would have to I I mean I had a couple you know that team everybody had a nickname you know uh, of course I did I always liked Jody Davis and Ryan Samberg I love that whole team though that was my it was my team like you know I love the Sarge I love Bobby D I love you know uh, uh, you know Sutcliffe Rick Sutcliffe yeah Sutcliffe Steve Trout all those guys Boa uh, Ron Say yeah Bad uh, Bosley so, I mean, I, that, I, and then I, uh, Ryan Samberg obviously okay so uh, Samberg then is. Then as you become, you know, a young man and an adult, who's your favorite guy then? Uh, I know it's not the most popular Say uh, what it choice. is. Sammy Sosa, for Sammy sure. Sammy Sosa. There you go. That's... Sammy Sosa. Listen, uh, it, it, it is a popular choice. People are just trying to come to terms with everything. You know what yeah, I mean? You know, and I, he yeah, was, it, he was know, immensely popular, obviously. And I'll tell you one thing about Sammy Sosa. Say what you want to say about Sammy Sosa. Yeah, he cheated or whatever, whatever. He took the steroids. He, took, he corked his bat, whatever. That guy... He, he 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 played every single game and he played hard every single game and for like ten years, maybe eight, nine, ten years, he was the only reason yeah, exactly, to watch Chicago exactly. Cubs baseball. It was it's, terrible. It's time for so uh, you watched to see how far and how many home runs Sammy could hit. He kept the Cubs alive. You know, and the Cubs the Cubs, you know, they fed off him. Oh, put the camera on Sammy. They made a lot of money off Sammy Sosa. Right. And when Sammy got, I'm, and this is my opinion, when Sammy got old, you know, they threw they threw him to the, you know, the, the they threw him to the walls, you know, and it, it could have protected them, uh, and they didn't. I mean, I'm talking about with the last day of walking sure, out and all that sure. stuff. It's and, time. You know, look, they, it's time for yeah. some healing. It's time yeah, for it's some time healing. Yeah, like, we've Come got on. so much stuff going on in this world right now, and we're gonna. Let's just get let's get over that. Bring Sammy back in the family, and I get asked like, who, who's the one Cub you want at Sammy Sosa? I mean, at Club Four Hundred, and I would definitely say Sammy Sosa. I have reached out to Sammy. You know, he has not been back to Chicago since right. he left. So, it, well, it, you, you, know, you know what's really interesting, Stu? Have you ever thought about this? Okay, so the steroid guys or the alleged steroid guys, right? The big names, Bonds, 
beloved in San Francisco. Of course, alleged, alleged steroid use. Bonds is beloved in San Francisco. He goes back there. They retire his jersey, the whole thing. McGuire, beloved in St. Louis. You know, no problems there. Everything's fine. Uh, Clemens, beloved in New York. No problems there. A-Rod, beloved in New York. No problems there. All these guys are, like, fine going back to their old teams, except for Sammy Sosa. Like, it's it's time. It's time it's to time. heal the wounds. That's how I really feel. Yeah, you know it's hundred percent. He wasn't my you know? favorite guy. I was, you know, Kerry Wood was always my favorite guy. Yeah, but it's still time for too. healing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's time to it's time to move forward. And you know, had to have Sammy in the organization. It was all, I mean, yeah. there was there's a Natural. lot of Cub fans that like I'm 46 right now. That you know, and and my my age, Sammy was the guy for a long time, and it just it did, it ended all wrong. Sure. You know, it's kind of like having a great relationship with a with a girl for like nine years, and it ends on the bad note. But you still had eight, nine good years with her. You yeah. know. So let me ask you, so. what about now, 2020? Who's your guy, right now? Oh, I mean, I got two guys, but two. I got two, I got two guys. Two. That I'm I really making you pick love. one. Well, I know one a little bit more than the other. Uh, okay. But Rizzo is obviously my favorite. Okay. Uh, but I do love Kyle Schwarber. Sure. Uh, He's he, he's awesome. I mean, we you know we still work with Kyle Schwarber to this day. Um, we go to his golf tournament. We're actually going to his golf golf tournament in November coming up, and he's just a great guy, a real humble Midwest guy. Uh, great family, great people surround him. He's got an awesome agent, and he's got great people that work for his organization. So I always root for Kyle Schwarber, but okay. you know I, you can't go like my goal, Kurt, and I've never really said this before. Uh -oh. and, uh, I do have a good relationship with Rizzo. Like when I see him, he knows who I am. We, you know, shake shake hands or whatever else. Um, but I don't know if it'll work out time wise. But when we raise a million bucks, mm -hmm. you know, when we hit that day, we Which raise you a will. million bucks. Well, yeah, we'll definitely hit it. I would like to bring. Uh, well, we're gonna have a big party. It'll be a big one. But I'd like Rizzo to be a part of it, and maybe it'll be right around his retirement. So we'll make it a retirement party because he kind of kicked club 400 off. Like he, he kind of got us to where we need to get going. And I figured yeah, when we hit that million bucks to have him out for his retirement party, if it works out time-wise, yeah. I'd love to have him. I'd love to have him back regardless, but like, I'd like him to, to make him part of the big event along with Kerry Wood and a host of others. Like it's going to be big, you know? So we're going to go, we're going to go big with that one. You know? Sure. So, you go big with all of them. Let's not sugarcoat it. Right. You, go big. Go you never big. know. Well, you go to these parties, you don't know who's going to be there. You got you your go buddies. Big, you go big you got like home, a Danny you know? Rocket over there, Crawley over there, Mike Remlinger's coming in last minute. You never know what's going to happen at your parties. All right. Yeah, I, you I have what? to we, mentally right. prepare to go. All right. You, 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 you're right. You never know what's <laughs> going to happen. And I try to, like, I, you know, I'm like anybody else. If we're going to do it, let's do it better than we did the last time. You That's know? right. Sometimes that gets me in trouble. The only mistakes <laughs> I've made. <laughs> I made a lot of mistakes. So no, come on. And you know, like, I, I have never ate at one of my parties. I've never sat down and ate food at one of my parties. I never. have seen you drink, though. I, I You know what? <laughs> I, I drink about, I start about 9 or 10 when I most do people are getting that. ready you, to go you home. You kind of wait. So. You kind of wait, but then it comes off. I can see. I do. Oh, yeah. The after parties. All right. Yeah, no, no, wait a minute. Let, I'm going to tell you the question. The, the one question people ask me the most. When I'm like, yeah, my buddy runs this thing. They ask me this question every time, Stu. I want an honest answer. What do your neighbors think of your hobby and your parties? So every year when I want to have 
my events. I have to go to City Hall and I have to propose the you know propose it to them, and then it has to be voted on, and then it has to be obviously approved. But one of the things that, that you know in these meetings are the police officers and whatsoever. So we've been doing events since 2014, and we've had one complaint, and it was a parking complaint. Really? Yeah. The neighbors have been. I'm, I'm sure. So the neighbors they, are cool. Do they get? Do they I'm get sure. free uh, access to the parties? What's going well, on here? I, I, a lot of people ask that, but if I had all my neighbors come over, then we wouldn't have <laughs> any room for the, anybody else. Okay. No. All right. All right. So, uh, but you know, we 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 like anything else. We've tried to improve, so okay. you know it was a free for all at the beginning. People would park all over the streets. You know, now we got shuttle buses that shuttle them from remote parking lots, so we don't bother the neighborhood too much. Sure, but I I have had neighborhood appreciation parties at my house oh, okay. where we've had tons of people show up. There you go, bounce, bounce houses in the back. But you know, I think at the end of the day, they appreciate what I'm doing, and I I told them we have a we have our own community uh, neighborhood Facebook page. You know, I, I don't want to be a, a nuisance to the neighborhood. I want to be something positive about the neighborhood. Sure. And like, you know, and, and what, what we're really kind of asking is what I told them is like, if you can give us four hours, two times a year, that's all I'm really looking for, you know? And, um, and, you know, and I think they appreciate the changes that we have made because all the changes, like I said, with the shuttling and so forth and so on, uh, we, we don't have bands. We usually have just acoustics. And, you know, uh, the nice thing about my house is it backs up against uh, um, uh, uh, old defunct three, uh, nine hole three park golf course. So this, we can push the sound out in the, in the woods. Yeah. And uh, but, you know, I got to be really thankful for the neighbors next to me, which, believe it or not, the one to the right of me is actually Lauren, my daughter's principal. And uh, <laughs> she actually likes me. So that, we're in good shape. There, that works know? out good. But you yeah, could so have some bands. We could get, you know. I mean, Smashing Pumpkins, Pearl Jam, Rage Against the Machine. Come on, Stu, think big. They're all Cubs fans. Hey, that's the thing. Club 400. <laughs> you know, you, you didn't even ask me the most obvious. Like, where did you come up with the name Club 400? All right, where did you come up with the name Club 400? Uh, well, two of my You're most... the interviewer. I've seen you. I'm just, I'm a rookie. I'm amateur <laughs> over here, okay? Well, because you brought up music. I love right. music. And I love all kinds of music. Okay. I love, you name it, I like it. I like everything out there. There's not one thing I really don't like. Okay. Uh, but when you go on the rugby field, one of the first things you do is, is you, you go to the 400 sign. If you get lucky enough to go on the field, you, you go get your picture in front of the 400. So club was my way to put music into it. So club 400, club and the 400 at center field, two of my favorite things in the world. And so, yeah, the music, I definitely want to step my game up, man, for okay. sure. Right. And something that's, uh, you know, he, you know, we've had 2020 to kind of take a break, take a take a breather, sure. as far as not having events. But you know, maybe something we'll think about next year is to start bringing in some musical acts. You know, I, I'll be honest with you, uh, a million bucks. You, you know, we're still a little bit over five hundred thousand dollars away. But I'd rather get there sooner than later, uh, because it is a lot of work and it takes a toll on you know, uh, what you know. What, my business because I'm putting uh, other times and you know other stuff you know my time into other things. Yep. And I you know but it was like I had to put some kind of goal on it. The million dollars just seemed like the right thing to do, and uh, it, I knew it would be a challenge. But uh, you know when we raise a million dollars, I ain't gonna say I'm gonna quit, but quit or anything. But I, I'm gonna pick and choose my battles a little bit more. Uh, but like I said, the the funnest part, Kurt, is the journey to get there. You know? Sure. 
How many events would be ideal in a year? Ideal year, no COVID, everything's cool. How many events oh, would two, you like to have? You know what? The city allows me to do two two big events. Okay. I'm talking big ones. Right. <clears throat> and to be honest with you, that's all I would really want to do. Okay. Because it's it's so much work. It really is. Uh, just from all the logistics of it. Right. Um, and, you know, I do have a wife. Like you said, we talked about earlier. My, you know, I do have to, you know, I have a wife and a daughter. And it's like, it's funny because, like, we just did a small little get-together here uh, with the fantasy campers and and Lawrence, how did you do at the game? People? Hold on, how'd you do at the game? Uh, why'd you have to bring that up? Kurt? I'd like to know how you performed on the field, you specifically. Well, here's the thing. I don't I'm know gonna, what I'm, happened. I'm throw, Maybe I'm you hit two home I'm runs. Throw, I'm gonna throw Hartman under the bridge. <laughs> All right, I I was zero for three with two strikeouts. Whoa, was it? Well, who was pitching exactly though? Somebody pretty good. Yeah, the MVP of the game, the pitching machine. You, know? you struck out <laughs> twice against the pitching machine. I mean, once you're getting accustomed uh, to it twice. Oh yeah, so just just to let you know, there was a lot of strikeouts this year. Oh, a is lot that, of them is that because, the, uh, that's that should unlike, be the T-shirt on the T-shirt. A lot of strikeouts this year. I mean, there was a lot of strikeouts <laughs> this year, and people were people were blaming the pitching machine about it because you know the you, you lost the ball, you know, when the uh, pitcher held it up and dropped it in. Right. You lost it, and it, you know, unlike camp where you could see it come the whole way. Uh, it was the only huh. complaint we had, but you know what? Kind of moved the game a little quicker. Yeah, and uh, sure. I also had a, I had an E at first base too, wow. but it was a shot and wow. a half from Josh Clark. But uh, okay, and my mind was just really making sure everything went smooth. So it was it wasn't it wasn't I was playing the game and everything, but like my my mindset was let's make sure everybody has a good time. And like so, I didn't really even care. You know, I was just like, whatever. That's not an excuse for being zero for three, by the way. It's not the zero for three that's the issue. I think it's the two Ks, buddy. The two Ks, yep, it was. <laughs> I, I will tell you what, I, I had a battle on this one. Uh, I probably hit, uh, which, by the way, there's a lot of fall balls, too, this year, Kurt. Mm -hmm. A lot of fall balls into the stands. Okay. Um, but I probably had a 10-pitch at bat where I kept on falling the thing off, and then I finally swung at a high one, you know? Yeah, okay. Well, the pitching machine, it does that. Every now and then, a high one will come in. You never know what's coming. It's a wily pitcher out there. I'll tell you what. A lot I'm, of movement on the pitch. And I'm going up there swinging, Kurt. I'm going up there oh, swinging. I know. I know you are. <laughs> well, hopefully in 2021 we can get to some more events. Uh, what we're going to do on Instagram, by the way, starting October 1st against Instagram for Stu's Club 400 is Club 400 Cubs. That's the Instagram. We're going to run some stories every day in October. We've picked 32 of probably, you know, I, I don't know the right word I want to use, the right adjectives, but some of the more desirable names that Stu would like to have a club 400. Some of them are wild cards. Some of them are just for fun. We want to know what the Chicago Cubs club 400 community, who they want to see Stu. And I love that. And I love that. I love the idea in general. And as you guys don't know, Kurt runs the uh, Instagram page. And he does a great job, man. You do an awesome job. And I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, we're going to have fun with that. Uh, I'm interested to see who wins, to be honest. I don't know. It's all we want all these guys really, but we're gonna have uh, guys from the '80s, '90s, uh, the 2016, and the current team, celebrities. You know, we'll throw a bunch of stuff in there. It'll be fun. There's what you're doing. What you're doing, basically, Kurt, is you're giving my playbook for 2021 and beyond, buddy. Well, I will say this. I, I think we can say this, right? This is okay. Some of the names that will be listed have already verbally agreed to future events. Is that fair? Can we say that, Stu? 
Easily, easily. That's okay to say. We're not, we're not tipping nope. our hands. You're not tipping your hand. But it's good. Exactly. Yeah, I think. And who knows? Maybe they'll do well in the playoffs this year. I don't know. Is it possible? What's your prediction, Cooperstown Kurt? I don't want to get in trouble. I, I want to be beloved by the Cubs fans. But I'm a very honest, pragmatic individual. And I don't think they have a chance. <laughs> I just I'll tell you what. Oh, I mean, listen. Here's the truth, right? Can we talk? I love them. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. They're great. But the fact of the matter is, our big core six, five guys, they're all hitting like under 220. The advanced statistics are even worse if you're into those type of things, sabermetrics. The bullpen is, listen, they're basically calling me to pitch. I could be called up next week. I don't know, Stu. I didn't want to tell you that, but middle relief, couple guys. The starting pitching has been dominant, but going into the playoffs, it's such a weird thing. And, I, I mean, the Dodgers on paper should run away with this damn thing. Doesn't mean they're going to and anything can happen, and I still love my Cubs, and believe me, Folks, if you don't know, I will be cheering my ass off, screaming at the TV. Because the one thing I will say, the one positive thing is, is in this year's playoffs, there ain't no day off. There's no days off. So you are going to need starting pitching really is going to stand out more than anything because you're not going to be able to go in two days rest. You're going to have to throw out. You're going to have to have four pitchers. And, you know, I like, you know, I like our starting pitching. But ultimately, if you're talking to me, a baseball fan, heart out of it. The Dodgers have no excuse to lose this series not tell you what here's the thing here's the, the okay. here's the one thing about this year are you mad playoffs. at me by the way are you mad at me what no I because I, I i actually agree with you right, i think right. the cubs are i think the cubs they need to revamp this lineup there's too many of, of the same type of hitters you know there's a lot of the same guys on here too many swing and miss miss guys <laughs> they never should have let nick castellanos go it still makes me mad to this day he ain't guys, doing that not, great either a, though no i know you know is it Look at Chris Bryant having a brutal year too, and a I lot, love lot KB. of the Cubs. I'm a big KB fan, by the way. He, he's, you know, can he stay healthy? You know, I think Castellanos that, uh, is hitting 230. By the way, is he really? Yes. I mean, he's got some dongs though, doesn't he? He's got tw- yeah, 11 or 12 dongs, 14, 14, 14. So at least he's hitting the long. How about line. Hayward? He's having a great hey, year. Hey, what a yeah, what a great year. By but, the way, uh, very popular Club 400 guest. People want him. I, he might yeah, run away with what? this tournament, man. He is blood. I'll tell you what. Hayward, I, I, I actually met him in an uh, elevator in <laughs> uh, Milwaukee. We got to get some of those. Eight. What about Sutcliffe, your boy Sutcliffe? We got to get him there. He'd have a blast there. So Sutcliffe and Dempster, all right? Oh, Two yeah, guys. Dempster. So Dempster and Sutcliffe say they, they want to come out here together. So that would be awesome, man. I mean, that would be Can a pretty Can you imagine a Dempster and Sutcliffe party? If you haven't hung out with Dempster before, he's a pretty, uh, very fun, engaging individual. I very much enjoyed hanging out with him at Fantasy Camp. He's, they they want to advertise it as the two gingers at Club 400. You know? Okay. I mean, listen, yeah. you, you if it's for charity, let's do it. We still uh, got some of the 216, 2016 guys you need, too. You got to get Jake the Snake in there. Oh, Jake the Snake would be uh, completely on the top of my list top to get out here. Hendricks? Once he, once he retires, Kyle, definitely great friends with his dad. Uh, he'll be out here at some point. John with, Lester, no can you pull it. Lester? Love I'll to tell see you Lester. What, another guy. Another Could be guy a Hall of Famer. On my list. You know, Johnny Lester, uh, one of the best free agent pickups in Cubs history. You know what? I think we, our shot would be to would be to get him when he's retired, you know? So, okay. If he goes into the hall of fame, is he going to Cubs hat or Red Sox hat? What happens there? I would say Johnny's smart enough, man, not to wear a hat period. Cause I think it's both. 
Phil. I think he goes in as a Cubs. Come on, as a Cub guy. Well, his best years were with the Cubs, weren't they, or no? Yeah, no I don't know about that. Statistically, about that. probably not, no. But John Lester's uh, unbelievable career. He is. Yeah. Let me tell you that. Career. A lot of people don't know. The Cubs tweeted this out. Uh, starts of at least six inning pitched with one or fewer runs since 2016. The list, Lester, DeGrom, Verlander. That's an insane company. That is insane. That is nuts. And then we got 80s guys or, or 90s guys we still could get. A little Derek Lee. Can we make that happen? A little Derek Lee? I can't tell you everything, Kurt, but we're working on him, dude. What about the celebrities? When you think about the Cubs celebrities you'd like to have, I mean, everyone's going to go to Murray right away, Bill Murray. But other than Bill Murray, who's in Stu's mind? Like, you know, that would be a good well, time. Okay. I, I, like I said, I like, country, I like music, but okay. I like to get Brett Eldridge out here. Okay. That'd be cool. All right. He's a country guy. But, you know, obviously, obviously the king of rock and roll, Eddie Vedder, which we got to spend some time with him back in uh, January. I'm uh, not commenting he would on be, that. I have nothing to say. He, he, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. He'd be, he'd be number one. He'd be number one uh, as far as music. Uh, okay. I, I think you're 100% right. Billy Corgan would be a, a, a great celebrity. Jeff Jeff Garland, I do Jeff like Garland. Him. Tom Morello, um, big Cubs fan. Yeah, t- yeah. We, Huge I Cubs airport. fan. Met him at an airport. Um, you know, we had we had some celebrities listed um, uh, on our on our website uh, mm. for we had on our website at club400cubs.com. We have clubs for club 400 most wanted. Right. So, um, and some of them have been celebrities. So, uh, yeah, I mean. I would hey Bill Murray would be. I thought about how do we get Bill Murray here because you you've seen how Bill Murray just randomly so, shows up at places. Right. So, so Murray's we, thing. Kirk, you're a pretty smart guy. How do we get him out here? Here's the here's the challenge with Murray. All right, this is a well known Hollywood thing. He doesn't have an agent. He doesn't have a manager unless this has changed in the last few years. He doesn't run with those those types of people to to like do his business. But if you can find, he has a phone number. I'm not making this up, all right? Folks can look this up. I'm not making this up. It's a a 1-800 number, right? And you can leave a message, and you can pitch whatever you have to him, and you never know. If you can get that number, Stu, you leave your message, and you never know that's how it works. Are you challenging me to get that number, Cooperstown Kirk? I honestly think I've never thought about this, but you might know some people that, I mean, it's not an easy number to get in Hollywood. I can tell you that right now. But you get to leave a message. Uh, no one will ever pick up, and nobody knows who listens to the messages. But they get to him, and he makes Boy, decisions based off it. That'd be you good. Know what my, you know what my dream would be for because he's done. My dream would be for him to stick around and do the dishes for all the shot glasses we got hanging around at the end of the night. You know. I mean, <laughs> uh, you're gonna put him to work. I don't know about that. Well, no, well, no, because I've heard he's went to people's houses. He does. He, he does at things, the end of yeah. the parties. He does like crazy. Well, stuff. the like, best thing is a- he won't confirm the stories. Like he's been asked about it in, you know, celebrity profiles and magazines and blogs, things of that, that ilk. And they'll say, Hey, did this really happen? He won't answer because he thinks it's more fun. The stories are out there. Like could have happened. Right. Maybe. I don't know. So did you, did you watch the Netflix on him on uh, the Netflix documentary about him or no? No. Oh, check it out. I will. Just there's a, there's a documentary. I think it's on Netflix or it could be Hulu. Right, but it's a it's Bill Murray's in the title, and it's just about him showing up to random places at random times. It's right. totally worth the watch. All right, I got a controversial question for you. Sure, you know if you don't want to answer, just pass. All right. Yep. Talking about celebrities, Club Four Hundred. Do you allow? I mean, Cusack roots for both teams. Who, can't, John Cusack? Yeah, he roots for the Sox and the Cubs. I don't think you can have them, Stu. 
There's a rule in Chicago. You want, you love one, you well, dislike the other. That's it. Well, he was on the Club 400 most wanted list. I think I just he's got to go. Off. I, t- I, t- I took him off already. So, and I, I think I took him <laughs> off because like I wanted to make sure that it was even. Like, you right. know, we had like four or four and four. So right. I was like, oh, we got to take him off so we don't have the extra guy on the end. But, but all kidding aside, all these guys would be great. Oh yeah, anybody that wants to come out Vince here Vaughn? And hang out with us and, Little and Vince Vaughn. Build the, Vince, Vince Vaughn? Yeah, I'd love to have Vince Vaughn out here. I, I you know, uh, love to have him. I'd love, to, hey, doors are open. And you know what? I just want to keep building this legend of Club 400 as big as I possibly can. And, you know, we've had over 30 players here. I'd like to get, you know, if I had a number, I'd like to get about 100, 100 okay. Cubs fans and celebrities out here. And, uh, and that's what, you know, it's, 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 you know, that's the thing, you know, I, I appreciate people and i appreciate memories more than i appreciate things even though i have a lot of things here i really do appreciate memories i appreciate appreciate experiences and, and events more more than anything you know i love and, it well let's close out with this Stu. we've had some fun here we talked about some guests we've talked about some of the ins and outs of club 400 events you know i'm not trying to go all roy firestone on you here but i'm curious I mean, really, let it sink in. When, when you think about this journey you started on with Club 400, what it was, what it became, what it is, where you want it to go, I mean, what does that do for you? What do you feel like at the end of an event? I mean, I mean how rewarding truly is it? You know, I, I honestly feel like the luckiest Cub fan alive, to be honest with you. I mean, to, to, to have this man cave, which I still come down here at, at night by myself and I feel so lucky to own it and it's, you know, and share it with my friends and family, but to do what we're doing, I, I really feel like I, I was blessed. I'm, I'm a very blessed guy. You know, I'm very, there's nothing better than hang, ha- handing out checks to people. And I couldn't do it with all the, the people that come to the events and all, all the people that have donated their time. And, and I, I feel like, I feel like the luckiest Cub fan alive, which is, you know, it's a, it's, it's a great feeling to have. And I'm, I'm very, to be honest with you, very humbled because uh, there's so many great Cub fans out there who have I've who have I've met, who I, who I've hung out with, people who shaped me into a Cub fan. You know, I think about like Ottawagi, I think about Dorothy Farrell, I think about Carol Haddon on on the uh, right behind the Cubs dugout. I think about Gladys Nunley behind home plate. I think about Mike in the bleachers. I think about all these guys. What about all these people that uh, do, do do you know spend the like. Their hobby is bringing out, like, doing podcasts, and, and and there's just so many great Cub fans, and you know, and the passion that these people have for their team, and and, the, and for me to be the guy that gets to help these people through this place, there's there's really nothing better, man. There's really nothing better, and I, I'm very thankful, and I try to remind myself that uh, how, how lucky I am. So, I think I think that's great, man, and I think ultimately. You know, you're 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 making us all better Cubs fans, and we're all grateful to be a part of your world. And uh, it, it's 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 awesome to be a part of your community, but it's awesome to be your friend. And, and it was a pleasure talking to you today, Stu. I really I really enjoyed it. Kurt, it was about time me and you got together, and we'll definitely do it again. And I'd like to come to on s- with William sometime. I would like to oh, just yeah. like no. I, this has been fun, but can we just talk and have some fun? Oh, for you know, sure. this is a lot of pressure. I had to interview you, but I'd like to. I'd like to be part of like just the guy with a couple comments in the background because I'm a big fan of William, big fan of William. Let's just freaking let's get this vaccine 
and let's get life back to normal. It might be a while, but uh, I think eventually it'll happen. And then once it is, man, uh, you'll be the first guy I'm calling to come over here, and we'll do a podcast and play we'll some talk. MLB the oh, show. You play the, some MLB the show. Well, I don't know about that. I think I get a, a ass whipping, you know. So no, no, no. I'm an old man. I can't play video games. I don't know what you're talking about. You school me, brother. I know that for sure. All right, pal. Well, it was great for those of you listening. Again, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll get every episode right away in whatever your favorite podcasting app is. Stu, William, the main crew will be back soon. They'll be talking about Cubs baseball. Look, postseason right around the corner. Got some good Cubs takes with that, I'm sure. And, of course, Club 400 Cubs is both the home webpage and the Instagram. Please follow it. You'll get the latest information about all of Stu's events right on time. I promise you that. And, again, October 1st, we'll start that poll. And believe it or not, Stu's going to be watching that very closely. So whatever wins the voting, the top guys, he might be trying a little extra hard. Oh, wait a minute. What about Craig Maddox? That'd be nice. All right, that'll end the podcast, Stu. Be well. I'm going to take all 30 of those names and stick it in my back pocket on a piece of paper. Trust me, buddy. I'll carry that in my wallet. Tessie is the royal root is rally cry. Tessie is the tune they always sung. Tessie echoed April through October night After serenade installed the name in young Tessie is a maiden with the sparkling eyes Tessie is a maiden with the love She doesn't know the meaning of her side She's got a comic full of Yeah.